mouth. This way you can't really tell. <laughs> That's actually not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a <laughs> the little like right side, little crispy right side of your fucking mouth is popping out though, like your right mustache. Yeah, you're like a puppet. <laughs> Goes perfect. <laughs> I love that. All right. What's cracking? Oops. Big dogs. Big episode today. Big tight end episode. We know Animal's favorite position. He had a combined 7.3 fantasy points at the tight end position in the entirety of the E-Town get down uh, season last year. And you may think I'm exaggerating. The only exaggeration would be if his tight ends actually scored fewer points than that because he had he had some trouble. He had some donuts. So we're here today to discuss tight end breakouts, sleepers, busts, general strategy, everything that you don't need to know, nothing that you actually ask for when it comes to the tight end position. Uh, we have no idea where Snacks was. He was okay for 130, then he wasn't, and then 2 o'clock was supposed to work for him, then also didn't work for him. Uh, so Snacks is, is gone like, like any uh, hope that Animal's tight end position has for the 2021 year. Animal, how are, how are we? We're good. You know, I, I do say, like, I have, a, I have a saying about tight ends. They all suck. So this is, uh, this should be interesting. You know, as I was going through it, trying to find candidates for, for breakouts, busts, and sleepers, I just kept finding myself finding a lot of, a lot of busts. So, <laughs> and, I mean, that's been the case for the last, like, five years it's pretty much everyone's like i'm not paying up for the top tight end i'll just grab two breakout tight ends in the 10th round or later and we haven't had like breakout tight ends in about seven years if you're lucky you grab george kittle or darren waller but like other than that we're shooting as a as a as an entire community the entire world we're shooting like three for uh like 90 over the last three years five years ten years it ends a tough position it's outside of like these like that's outside of those top three guys it's uh it's just a crapshoot, man. Everyone sucks. It's who's going to get enough targets this year to actually make something happen. That's it. All right. So why don't we uh, why don't we get into that? Who's going to get enough targets? Let's start off with uh, maybe a, a sleeper, a generally less known guy or someone that's uh, fallen down in the ADP trap. You know, we'll, we'll go off of underdog ADP, I suppose. Um, someone that you think can maybe crack the t- someone that you think might actually make somewhat of a fucking difference in fantasy lineups. I feel like I already know who you're gonna say, but I'll let you take the stage anyways. You want to guess? Uh, my guess would be a guy whose name rhymes with um, bowl, and his last name rhymes with basketball no. net. No, you're wrong. So for a sleeper. And I don't know how how much of a sleeper we're we're you know this is because he's well, Gerald Everett. Gerald Everett is who I have because he's you know he's coming off the injury last year. He has still had forty receptions, which for a tight end, I know like forty receptions doesn't sound like a lot, but for the tight end position, you want forty to sixty. That's like your bread and butter because you're not gonna unless you're you know, as Kelsey, you're not gonna get the hundred targets. So. His biggest problem is touchdowns. The guy never scores touchdowns. With the Rams, he got eight touchdowns his whole career. Seahawks, Russ Wilson, they throw the ball a lot. They might let him cook for six games. Who knows? I just think there's a possibility he ups his numbers a little bit. All he needs to do is bump those touchdowns up. The yards and the receptions are pretty much there. Bump the touchdowns up, and you got a serviceable sleeper tight end here. I like that. I like that. And he's going off the board right now. It says 169 under ADP. I'm assuming that's like tight end 20 six or some shit it's going to seattle yeah you know, talked about not being able to score touchdowns but russ is a guy with limited volume tends to score like 35 passing touchdowns every single year um i mean they can't all go to dk and tyler lockett they could definitely be close to all going to dk and tyler lockett but they've got to spread the love elsewhere and gerald everett's uh he signed one year seven million dollar deal so nothing nothing too spicy nothing too crazy he was split in the field with tyler higby now he's probably going to be like the sole guy there we also have to figure out you know we'll we'll get animals chest underneath the player profile super athletic guy i mean like this is talk shit this is kind of like every uh tight ends profile that people get excited about (laughs) but second round pick he's not too old you know 27 obviously the breakout age comes later so i kind of uh i kind of like that sleeper pick by animal there Uh, gerald everett out in Seattle. Um, now I'm looking at. I, I'm going to bring up the underdog ADP so we can kind of figure out exactly where dudes are going right now. Maybe we'll stall long enough for snacks to get in here. Maybe he already is in here and I haven't checked. No, there's no chance. No, chance. I, I would put. I would put zero uh, percent chance. 
Okay, so there are a few guys that I I, uh, I looked at on this on this sleeper list, and like a lot of them are the same guys that we were talking about last year, right? Like you have Dawson Knox. The Buffalo Bills did not sign anyone. They might trade for Zach Ertz, so it could get messy there. But I feel like he showed he's not the guy there. OJ Howard has one leg. Christopher Herndon has been a sleeper pick for five years. He stinks. And then there's like the guys that I guess have too much, uh, have a little bit too much clout already. Like Adam Troutman is not necessarily like a sleeper. Yeah. He's got a whole lot of fucking uh, buzz behind him. He'd be him. more of a breakout candidate than a one, sleeper. Two, one, two, three, four. At this five, point, just because seven, everyone's eight, on him. Nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. So he's tight end 15 right now. Um, I, I, don't, I don't really know how you want to define it. Here's the thing with Adam Troutman, I actually don't know if I feel like he's going to break out. There's not a lot of times where like a tight end goes from 100 receiving yards up to. You know, 700 or 800. Like, that's a very big gap. You can have a, a progressive season, right, and jump up from, like, 100 to 500. And that's, like, a nice little uh, – that's a nice little boom. Snack hey. is in here. Looking pixely as ever, looking like my fucking Snack crypto Snack a do. Um, oh, wait. I can't be pixelated, man. I have such a great shirt on. Oh, I see Helga. It's I see Helga at the see top it. of it. Uh, Helga it's not just – it's not – it's not just – that. Do you do you hook your see, iPhone? See Ren Stimpy. I did. Uh, I wow, Nick, look at that Unison sink uh, drink, dude. Someone that? called that out in the episode when uh, Jack was over. Did Jack. you see that comment? Yeah, that was sick. It was we good. It lined up perfectly. Yeah, it was sick. Hold on, I'm using. I use Nick, my hotspot. You, you look like you look better. like shit. And coming from someone who looks like shit, I would know. You look <laughs> why like are you? So, why are you so close to the fuck camera? Um. Yeah, I use my hotspot because it's usually better than my it's usually better than my Wi-Fi, but I think I'm gonna switch to my Wi-Fi. Yeah, try that out and come well, back. Wi-Fi and... should work better. Get the fuck out. Yeah, All right, come so back in like this. 50 minutes. So we can go with Troutman here. We'll talk about Troutman for a little bit because he is pretty much the only guy left there because Jared Cook is now gone. Jameis Winston is probably I, I mean, we're I think we're gonna be under the uh I think we're gonna be under the impression that Jameis Winston is gonna be the guy, at least between the twenties. And that's that's kind of exciting for Troutman because they've been uh, pretending to get a second weapon there in New Orleans for about five years, and they just haven't done it. So it's going to be Michael Thomas, it's going to be Kamara, and then it's going to be, I guess, Adam Troutman. I do have trouble buying into the fact that he's going to be like a breakout, breakout tight end. But we saw what Jameis did in Tampa Bay. I mean, he loved targeting guys like Cameron Brait in the red zone. He liked targeting O.J. Howard whenever he was on the field. So Troutman uh, kind of gets me excited. Someone did mention in the chat, and I think this is like a sneaky good pick, depending on how old you think this fucking guy is. But Jared Cook moving from New Orleans to the Chargers, okay? Jared Cook, I mean, Donald yeah, Parham. That's one of my honorable mentions. There we go. Jar, uh, Donald Parham's whatever. Uh, they drafted Trey McKitty, but Trey McKitty's a rookie, so I don't expect him to make an impact this year. He'll probably learn under Jared Cook for a couple of years. But this is just a breakout offense in every sense of it, right? Justin Herbert coming into his second year. We got Keenan Allen lighting shit up over the middle. Mike Williams on the outside. Eckler. It's just like it's going to be a very I open. Can see, I can see Jared Cook being like the uh, like like the in-between-the-20s tight end where, and then bring in Parham, the big, tall motherfucker, for the, the goal line work. Yeah, I, I could see Jared that Cook could have a nice yard season. Get some Th good that's yardage. the thing. That's the thing. There's so many mouths in in LA that they're going to be scooping food into, but it's it's one of those things where like he, he might just finish as the tight end twelve or something, but a a little bit of like a lucky touchdown break, you know, like rather than scoring five, maybe you score seven or eight. Like that's the difference between tight end twelve and tight end seven all of a sudden. So I don't hate Jared Cook, and he's sitting down here at 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. So we've got Gerald Everett, we've got Jared Cook. We've got Adam Troutman. I'm actually like, real. What, what's what's your take on these uh, New England Patriots tight ends? I'm assuming you're just like staying away from them. So, uh, not to jump the gun, but for my bust candidates, I have Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. And I don't know if I wanted to put or or and, but I went with and just because I figured we're going to talk about both of them anyway. But I think they have huge bust potential just in the fact that the Patriots are slipping, Cam Newton's slipping. You got two tight ends who are supposed to be top 10 guys or top or tight end ones. I don't know how two tight end ones are going to eat on one offense. It just doesn't seem plausible. Okay. For so, fantasy. so here's one where you're wrong. Cam Newton, not slipping. He's slipping, dude. Number you two. You said last year he wasn't slipping. He slipped all the way. He's, yeah, he slipped and slid me to the fucking championship. That's all I got to say about <laughs> fucking Cam Newton. Here's the thing. That offense... I'm not in on Hunter Henry. I just don't think he makes enough plays after the catch for him to be a good fantasy guy. 
I feel like Jonu Smith is is kind of a nice buy right now. I feel like there's a chance that because we've seen what they've done with tight ends in this offense, and like we've seen an offense where they actually run through the tight end position. What if they just center their passing or, uh, attack around Jonu Smith and and uh, set him up for like two or three screen p- plays a game? Like I feel like he could end up being like a pretty nice player just because he's so athletic. He could, but then like a lot of those screens could turn to just negative yard plays, and then now he finishes the game with like five targets, like three catches for like four yards. I mean, it's better you know, than no what you had at your tight end spot last year. I mean, that's something I would take right now, but <laughs> it's just not. You look so much better. Still next like bike. jet, but a lot better. Next bike. Do you think he uh, looks better? He looks worse. Uh, that's it's slightly clear. Yeah, I, like I, I I don't know. He downgraded. I, I, it looks I like there's a poltergeist in your room somewhere, but still, it's very much better. Whatever. Right. I don't care. Um, Snacks. We're gonna give you a quick breakdown of what I, we talk about. Hunter Henry did bust. Yeah. Okay. Hunter Henry. But do you like Jonah okay. Smith? Do you like Jonah Smith at all? Because we're looking at. I like Jonah Smith. He's an athlete. Thank you. See, this offense is, has proven that they can run through the tight end at, at, at some point in in uh, Bill Belichick's tenure. So I feel like maybe it could happen again. I think he's worth taking a shot on. He's tight end sixteen right now. Henry's like tight end fucking twenty or something or nineteen, whatever it is. What about uh? What about former? What about former New England Patriot Rob Gronkowski? I'm fucking all in on Gronk at, at ADP of one fifty. I was gonna. I yeah, was going to ask if he's allowed to be a sleeper because he's Gronk. Because he's Gronk. Um, holy shit, no. am I pixelated? You know what? Whatever. I don't care. Uh, is he allowed to be a sleeper because he's Rob Gronkowski? He's allowed to fall into every I don't think so. I, I think he, he could be a sleeper, a bust, and a breakout <laughs> all in one. Yeah, because he I a, wrote him. He's a tight end eight, so I don't know how he could be a sleeper. but Well, he's going I, right I now tight end, uh, as tight end like 17. Yeah, so that's why I'm asking well, I mean, that's where what happened last year, though, so it's... He's not a sleeper. I'd say he's how a value. Just, how about we just fuck the categories and just talk about the guys and just talk about whether or not we like them or whatever? Because every time we Great bring idea. up a guy, let's not be like, is he a breakout or is he a sleeper? Or is he a fucking schmuck? I like Gronk. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I like Gronk too. That's like why Gronk. I don't have him on any of these things. Okay. He doesn't Great. qualify for any of them. What, uh, who else did you guys talk about? Uh, we Sorry, talk- just real animal. quick. Run me, run me through. Animal, get back. Uh, we talked about... Adam Troutman. We talked about Hunter Henry. Jared I like Troutman. Cook. Yeah, Jared Cook. Um, Animal. Who else did you bring up first? Gerald Everett in Seattle. Oh, I love Gerald Everett. Let's okay. Let's talk about let's talk about some some breakout candidates. Let's talk about obviously the most obvious one, Kyle Pitts. Are you guys yes. going anywhere near him? He's currently going at the back end of the fourth round, early fifth round. We know he's athletic. We know Julio's gone. This offense really doesn't have a lot of options to run through. I, uh, I I would like to hear your thoughts on it before I go off. That seems a little rich for my blood. Um, I, yes, I like it though. He's a he's he's a freak, and he, he could be like a league winner, uh, especially now who goes out and he's just going to eat his targets. But I've never seen him on an NFL field. So uh, late fourth, early fifth. I mean, that's a little. It might be a little rich for my it's, boy. It's got to be premium. Maybe. It's got to be premium for me if I'm going that high because he he's well, one of the guys the case, that like yes. when you look at the tight end landscape, premium works for guys who get a lot of volume. It's not just like oh the good the the ones who score a lot of fantasy points aren't best in premium. It's the one who get targets and volume. And Pitts is in a situation where he can get that. Like Mark Andrews, not a good tight end premium pick because he's going to get five targets a game. Kyle Pitts has a chance to step in and get seven or eight targets a game, even if he goes like yeah. five for 42 or something like that's a good game out of the tight end position. So if you're in a tight end premium league, I'm fine with it at the end of the fourth, early fifth, because he's he's going to be thrown right into a target field role. So I like the fact that he has the league winning potential. You're going to get him after guys like Kelsey Waller and, uh, you know, Andrews or maybe not Andrews. I don't know where Andrews is going, but those top three tight ends where he could end up being in that same position at the end of the year, but you're going to get him at a value. The tight end position is so hard. It's so hard to get someone <laughs> that's going to actually produce for you every week. It really is. So, like, if you can get it out of the way early, but not so early where, like, you know, you're losing value at the running back position, I like it because the wide receivers are so deep this year. You get your RB, RB, and then you go tight end, you know, third, or your QB, RB, RB, QB, tight end. Oh, maybe I'll do that. That, that, could, be the, that could be it this year. Kyle Pitts Double is RB, uh, QB, tight end. Let me ask you this. Going into, is that frozen or is he just dead? He just hates me. I think he's actually frozen. All right, Animal, let me ask you this. Kyle Pitts going into 2022 fantasy football. What is Kyle Pitts' ADP amongst tight ends? Uh, He's probably tight end three. You think? Behind who? Kelsey and who? 
Uh, probably Kelsey and Kittle. Kelsey and Kittle. Okay, so you. So let me ask you. This is another hot debate this year. Waller or Kittle? Waller. Yeah, that seems to be the consensus now. For this year, for sure. Yeah, I mean the weapons, the people that he's competing against, uh, the fact. I just don't know what's going on at the quarterback position yet in San Fran. Is it going to be Trey Lance? Is it going to be Jimmy G? Blah blah blah. You know, give me give me the the sure thing. So there's no chance you're going to own Kittle basically because it's it's Kelsey's up at ADP of eight. So you need to use your first round pick on Kelsey, which I'm never going to do. Darren Waller's at 22, Kittle's at 26. So you're starting to see a little bit of a disparity now between Kittle and Waller. People starting to sharpen up a little bit. Uh, But I would rather have Pitts than Kittle this year. Yeah, two rounds later, like 25 picks later, I'd probably do the same thing. So I'm looking to get somebody where George Kittle's going off the board at like 26, 27. Um, snaps. Where's the gap in the tight end market? Like, where's the big gap where like tears fall off? Like, after you have the, you know, the, those three guys in the in the pits, then where's just like Hawkins? So the biggest gap. Yeah, let me. I'll tell you what the what the setup is there. That looks clear as shit. That you're on your phone, snacks. I'm on my phone. Yeah, that was the best mode. Beautiful. All right. So basically, what we said was. Uh, Genius. Are you going Waller or Kittle, first of all? First, uh, one of those two. Waller. Okay, so that's the consensus thus far. Where do you think, going into 2022 fantasy football, where does Kyle Pitts rank among tight ends? Like, what's his ADP going into next year? Uh, he'll be second. I, I I think that's where I would probably take him to, behind Kelsey. All right, so... Behind Kelsey, yes. Yeah, oh, so and the, real quick, I don't know if you guys talked about him yet. Uh, for Buss, I wrote down George Kittle. I just want that on record. I think I think that was like kind of the consensus we were going at right before, right after you disconnected. His price is just way too high for what you're for the for the riskiness of the situation we're getting into there. All right, snacks. Goodbye again. Uh, so, animal. The the tier breaks are basically like Kelsey's in his own tier in the first round. You have a tier break uh, between Waller and Kittle, or for Waller and Kittle, they're in the second third round. Uh, another tier break, like twenty five spots later, Pitts. Uh, another tier break, Hawkinson Andrews are together. And then basically it's like all, it's like the Goddard, Higby, Fant, Logan Thomas are kind of like five to 10 spots apart from each other there. So it's like Kelsey, Waller Kittle, Pitts, Hawkinson Andrews, everybody else. Yeah, see, Titans, it's getting there. It's getting to become a better market because the fact that, like, what, what round is like Fant going in? Like seven, eight? Uh, he's like 97 overall. So I want to say that's like end of eighth round, maybe ninth round ish. Yeah, so like that's the guy that I like this year that you're gonna be able to get kind of late. It's another, it's another, uh, it's another reason I think tight end premium makes more sense because it's it's a lot. The reason like tight ends are so hard to predict is because like the top six or seven guys usually end up there because they score touchdowns. But touchdowns are so hard to predict when you start to add in more like tight end premium type rules where they get an extra half catch. You can predict volume a little bit better, right? So you can actually be like, oh, I want this guy in my lineup because I know he's gonna get six, seven, eight targets. So another, another little, uh, another little talking piece for you guys trying to change your league to tight end premium. I think it's very much worth it because it takes a little bit of the randomness out of the tight end position overall. Do you think we have a chance in hell of convincing those guys in our league to do it this year? We did last year. It just Yahoo platform couldn't fucking handle us. Uh, if Yahoo ever oh, yeah, customizes their settings. I, you know what? I forgot that I get, we did vote on that. Damn, that's yeah, a shame. We, we voted on it, but we'd have to have moved to Sleeper to get the extra, like, the bonus for catches, and no one wanted to do that. Yeah, that was Someone the kick. Clock management said uh, Snacks playing peekaboo with you guys. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Okay. I clock put, management's um, a good man. I put I put for busts. I know we weren't doing labels anymore. You talked about George Kittle. I think the price is very high to to be at that like second round turn. What's the what's the earliest mm-hmm. you would take Travis Kelsey? First of all, because he's a first round pick right now, and I would never use my first round pick on a tight end. Last year I had a yeah, lot of shit. Yeah. I had him in E Town get down, but that's because I got him. I was a last pick of the first round, so I got him. It was like the three ten four one turn. I got him in like the end of the third, mm-hmm. early fourth, and I'm like, of course, I'm not going to pass on Kelsey there. This time around, like. Where do you where does he need to drop in order for you to take him? Late second, if I'm like like, I I won't take. I, him, I would say because he's going to go too I, high. Yeah, neither, neither third would round. I. Yeah, third mid third late third. I'd have to, but that's never gonna that's never gonna happen. So it's like uh, I want two R. I want two I, running backs. I want RB RB. So like I have to go third then. No animal, you're going QB QB. You said. Yeah, what happened? No, Why you keep flip flop? RB RB RB. QB tight end. That's it. That's right there. <laughs> you already know exactly how you're doing. Okay. It. Four months in yep. advance. Maybe that night in the woods yep, will I'm unlock. Ready. 
Maybe that night, yeah, maybe it'll uh, have some brain synapses firing. Oh, I'm going to talk a lot of strategy in the woods. Why don't we talk about the woods for a little bit? We're getting a lot of questions on when you're going into the woods. We can yeah. save it for the end. We'll save it for the end. All right, we'll, we'll talk woods. I've got at some the end. ideas. Um, let's talk about Logan Thomas, bro, because he's, he's on, my, on my bus list. He finished very high, he had a ton of volume. I've made this point a few times this summer already. It's just like, it's kind of like the Darren Waller corollary, except the opposite of it. Because Darren Waller, people didn't think he was going to be good this year for fantasy because they added target competition. But when you looked at every efficiency metric, he was like top three or top five amongst tight ends and in, in things that only like you as a personal player can rack up. It wasn't a volume staff for him. So even if the volume bit, his efficiency was good as hell. With Thomas, he got so much volume, but his efficiency was really bad. Like yards per outrun, yards per target, like all of this kind of stuff was bad for Thomas. So if the volume dips, which I expect it to dip because Curtis Samuel's in there now, De'Ami Brown's in there now. Like who knows if Gibson gets more involved in the passing game. I don't know. Logan Thomas is a guy that's pretty much off my board because you're getting guys like, uh, I don't know, Mike Kosicki, Irv Smith, Tunyon, if Rodgers is back. I don't know if I love those guys over him, but I'm just not trying to really take Logan Thomas. There's two guys there that kind of tie together, like I, I believe with uh, Logan Thomas and Mike Kosicki. Mike Kosicki is a guy who I have on my, my bus list because he finishes a top tight end. We're going to have expectations for him. But I feel like his best games all came with Fitzpatrick. So that's going to kind of hurt Kosicki because I don't believe in Tua at all. Left-handed quarterback just doesn't work. Only Steve Young. It's not a thing. So <laughs> then you go over to Washington now with Logan Thomas, who's got who? Ryan Fitzpatrick. Slings it, throws it to the tight end a lot. Maybe Logan Thomas will actually be a little bit better than we all kind of assume. So just let me a, ask just you. A, just uh, a thought. I don't, w- go, Snash. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, why is it why is it better with added, added, added guys that came in with targets and he didn't, like Nick said, didn't exactly produce to – to what is, I, I don't know, metrics said. Um, but if it's between Kasicki and Logan Thomas, then an, I am with with Animal. Logan, I think Mike Kasicki sucks, and he was on my bus list too. <laughs> um, yeah, he's like, I mean, they bring in Will Fuller. They bring in, they draft Jalen Waddle. So it's like, who knows how this fucking offense is going to run. I kind of feel like it's similar to Noah Fant, though. Like, there are both so many good playmakers in their respective offenses. It's so hard to tell. Yeah. What the fuck's gonna happen? And they're both they're gonna super have athletic. their games here and there, be sporadic, and then that's it. And they'll finish like tight tight end fifteen, and then you know everyone will think they had really good years, but it was just like four good games. All right, snacks. Question on that real quick, animal. Yeah, on, yeah. Okay, what, what's your question? No, no, no. I was gonna say in one of my in one of my peekaboo sessions, I wanted to tell animal that I have. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know if I put him in sleep or a break. I, I don't even know what you can consider. I love Noah Font this year. Love. Him. Why? Love him. Why? Thanks, because I, I you I say just, thanks. thanks yeah, what did he have? That was a compliment to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, he knows I I normally don't say great things about his Bron- well Drew Lock, but other than that, well, didn't he get like a hundred targets last year? I understand Cortland Sutton was out, but if if Teddy Two Gloves the quarterback or Drew, him and Drew Lock are some chemistry there, if Teddy Two Gloves the quarterback, then I think he's going to see a lot of targets. I don't think Teddy could throw the ball. And if it's over the middle or these little outs, I think Noah Font's going to get a lot of fucking targets again. And I think he just happens to be a pretty decent player. He throws the ball to the tight end, though. I don't really give a shit. He's not going to be able to throw it to Judy or something. Look at Ian Thomas last year. I don't think the guy had a target. So, uh, thanks for the compliment, but. Thanks for the compliment, but you're wrong. He's just going to be a guy that everyone drafts like the 10th round. We're going to look back and be like, he fucking stunk. Doesn't matter. No, I'm telling you, Noah Fant, big year incoming. All right, well, we'll let you draft him then. As I'm also someone... trying to get, I'm trying to get some good, trying to get some good karma on my side because this murder bet is starting to scare me a little bit. How about this? All right, you like animals, tight end, animal. Flip yeah. the script and snacks. I need your input as well as someone who's watched every Giants game since you've been alive. Correct. Is 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 Evan Ingram led the Giants in targets last year? Is he actually just an atrocious mm-hmm. player, or has there been bad luck, or like? Is there any fucking is there any hell mary chance of Evan Ingram being a good fantasy tight end this year? It's an animal. I I know you're going to say no, and that's fine. Um, I, clearly, I was very high in Evan Ingram last year. I think I drafted in like what seemed the second round. Um, I don't really remember any of my draft picks, but he's it, it, his athleticism in the tight end. You want him to put it all together, and if he does, there is such a high ceiling for him in fantasy. But he is a terrible route runner. He can't catch the ball. You know, they gave Kyle Rudolph 
decent money who's going to be a fixture in the offense. So I, unless he like really learns how to catch the ball and learns how to run some routes and can actually get open with Galladay coming in, Saquon back, the targets are going way down. There's no way I can get behind Evan Ingram. There's just no way. He doesn't pass my eye test. I think he sucks. I hope we trade him. That's sad. Well, never I mean, get there. You just can't never, it, it is sad. It is sad because he's so athletic, and for to be that athletic at the tight end position is such an advantage. And you, those are the guys you you can target if you're not getting a Kelsey or a Waller, and because the upset there. But he just he stinks. All right, animal. he flat out stinks. He can't, he can't catch. Animal, I have a it's question. A, no, big problem. Did yeah, you, please. Did you get in on the sharpest bet of the entire offseason uh, about a month ago? It was Which one? the Vikings. It was Tim Tebow the over under half a receiving touchdown. No, I didn't. That sounds like a great bet. It was half a receiving touchdown and over under 13 and a half receiving yards. <laughs> Tim Tebow's getting in the end zone week one. There's no doubt in my mind. High ex high expectations. This was actually yeah, before he I mean, signed. I don't even... I've been Does I've been hammering the Broncos the to win the division. I feel like he definitely so. makes the roster, right? Dude, he's definitely going to make the roster. I guarantee you they use him in like uh like a, a shitty shitty Taysom Hill role. I feel like they're going to use him on the goal line and those like jump fucking dumb pass. They're going to like have a jump play where he throws it to himself. He's going to have a receiving touchdown and a passing <laughs> touchdown. I'm ready for Taysom. Urban Meyer's just going to be I would bet against Urban, that one. Urban's just going Urban's just going to be so stubborn, isn't he? In like trying to prove the case of signing Tim Tebow. Yes. God, I fucking hate Urban Meyer. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't advise against not taking Tim Tebow, and I also don't know what I just said there. So, like, you can't hold that against me. I don't not advise. Really like it's not on video. Thomas. It's not on video. Right, out there. Bro. I know we're all over the place now, but I just have. To, I wanted to rewind for a second and say I, I do like Logan Thomas a lot now. Just get. I'm liking him more and more as we go on, even though we stopped talking about him. Okay. Well, so that's gonna him. that's gonna mean that's gonna mean I like Logan Thomas less and less and less. So, thank you. Just I just needed to say it. <laughs> you had you aired that grievance. I I can respect it. Now here's a here's an obvious one. Obvious obviously, uh, <laughs> Robert Tunyon. <laughs> bust. bust. Now obviously, depending on the fact of Aaron Rodgers staying in. Uh, Green Bay. Although, does that make him not a bust at that point then? Because we kind of expect it. Well, I, I think I'm just expecting him not to score 11 touchdowns again, even though if Rodgers is back, I guess. I'll be in on Tanya like if Rodgers is back. Because if Rodgers is back, I'm in on him for sure. For sure. Because people are going like way too hard at the like, his touchdown regression is going to be huge. It's like fucking obviously, but he's still, when well, you look at it, he's going to be seven. Any other it's weapons still... other than the other Rodgers? Well, yeah, there's no other weapons there. Did he, um, He's super athletic. Like he's exactly what you look for in a profile that breaks out, and he like kind of did last year. So I think people are going to be like, he was so good last year in the touchdown department that he can't be that good again. We're going to draft him as like tight end seventeen. I'm like, okay, like give me Rodgers' tight end there. Well, he tight has end great seventeen hands too. Little, Catch little, the ball little. really. Must be nice to have a tight end who can catch the ball. <laughs> Tony, like, I'm not forgetting. Shut up. Actually, I do. I do. Yeah. I, why, can we, let's let's talk about Kyle Rudolph, who's going to score eight touchdowns in the red zone this year. Let's let's not do that. Let's not like. There's really Wait, no mean? reason. That's one of, that's one of animals. It's one of animals' guys. It's one of animals' guys. Like Kyle four Rudolph. years ago, We're talking about Kyle Rudolph for years. <laughs> it was like four years ago. That, was, have, that wasn't that been, long ago. We, dude, that like was like three years ago. The last time we were, in, no, it was two. Because we were like in Belmar on the. Uh, it wasn't this previous no, was summer. It was two summers ago. How about Scott brought up an interesting case here because there's a lot of guys in this offense first. that actually could break out scott says breakout year coming for harrison bryant too now harrison bryant of the browns who as you know they also have a uh david and joku and they also have <laughs> get that on the screen i hate, <laughs> I hate and they also that have austin bitch. So I don't think it's possible yeah. for any of the Browns to actually be a breakout because they're all <laughs> yeah. on the same offense. So why was that a good – no offense, Matt. Why was that a good point that Scott brought up? I don't understand. Well, it's, a, it's an interesting tight end like field to talk about because there's three talented tight ends there, and they're all on a team that doesn't really throw the tight end a lot. They run a lot. Baker only throws the tight ends in the end right, zone, so really. 
in red zone. So 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 we so so fade them all. I think now that was just a stretch to try and keep talking about irrelevant tight ends. Really backed up the claim, well, the statement I was trying to make about Kyle Rudolph. I was just going to do a quick irrelevant. pivot to Dynasty. Do you think there's any value in any of those guys in Dynasty? Maybe taking a shot and hoping one of them gets traded or something. Because those are three talented guys in no. tight end position. I just, I just drafted Harrison Bryant in a Dynasty startup at like in like the 19th round or so. Just see, you know, fuck around, see what happens there. Uh, I mean, I feel like Austin Hooper is the guy. He was like. Started off slow. He was injured. They had those like four games in the snow where they threw for like 112 yards a game, and then he came came biking. He was fine. I don't know what they're gonna do. They're probably gonna throw it like 22 times a game, but whatever. There's nothing. Well, they only really have one receiver, so yeah, they only have one receiver, so that's. And we know you threw that in there twice just to make sure. Yep. Who's who's their one receiver snacks to make you feel better? Jarvis Landry. (laughs) Jarvis Landry. Animal. They have nobody else. You want to talk about your guy? You Who, rec- Cole Komet? You want to recite your poem? No, I don't want to do that. Why? But uh, you can, maybe I, I should probably post it on Twitter for those who haven't seen it because it's only been posted on like that private YouTube channel for the player profiler. They didn't so post know. it on the Road Underworld? I think it's private, though. On the Twitter? Like you have to get the link. They post it on Twitter, yeah. Yeah, fuck you talking I was going to post like the actual video and not like the link. You know what I mean? Because it fits. But uh, yeah, Cole Komet. Just I think he's a possible it. breakout candidate this year. I like uh, I like the fact that you got QB1 Andy Dalton there, who we know likes to throw the tight end. He's got the rapport with Tyler Eifert from like five years ago. So you know that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at history repeats itself. He got his Eifert. I'm expecting 48 receptions, 583 yards, and seven touchdowns from Cole Komet this season. You say, man, that's not really a breakout, but going from 28 catches and two touchdowns, that would be that would be considered a breakout for me. Because halfway through the season, he's going to have a new quarterback named Justin Fields, and you're going to see there won't be there'll be a hiccup, maybe one game, but then right back to it. So, so you're going to be pissed when Jimmy Graham scores twice in Week One. Jimmy Graham had like eight touchdowns last year, and I don't see it happening again. I just don't see it happening. Oh, he's going to be Cole Komet is going to get at least at least four of those. So they'll bring a total year. of six. Jimmy Graham, Jimmy Graham scores, might have four touchdowns. Jimmy Graham scores nine unnecessary touchdowns, and then everyone the next year is like, this is the year that he's not going to do it. Well, it's Jimmy Graham breakout uh, season. Did you see that final touchdown in the playoff game? That was a sick Jimmy catch. Graham is still breaking out like year 14. <laughs> yeah, he still is. Still breaking it. What do we got? Don't I, and who mentioned Chris Herndon? Why I thought Chris Herndon was the, to never be talked about again. Chris Herndon is a breakout candidate every year, so this is a good point. Know that. Yeah, that's know true. Fantasy. Tyler Conklin of the Minnesota Vikings. Conklin getting great camp reports over Irv Smith. So Conklin was a guy I tried to pick up two weeks ago in Go Fade Me, and I was blocked because I picked up two other guys. It was uh, Stevie Scott or whoever the running back in the Saints offenses and. Uh, I picked up two players. He was third on my list, and because I picked up those two guys, I didn't get to get Conklin. Uh, and then I just foregoed it this this week. But someone should probably go get If you're in a deep dynasty league, a tight end, a little premium action, Tyler Conklin, interesting name. Not I see a lot of guy. people going after Jacob Harris as well, another deep uh, tight end name. Jacob a lot of people Harris, targeting him. Saw a buzz. Yeah, as soon as like there's one little camp report on somebody, there's Jacob Harris uh, uh, over. It's like a video got- of him running really fast. He's got a, uh, I believe he's got wide receiver designation <laughs> I'll do it. as well. Wide receiver, tight end designation. And then there's the oh, guy on the cool. Chiefs that, that Andy Reid's talking about doing more two tight end sets with. I don't believe that for a fucking second, though. It's, it's Byron Pringle season. Yo, I know it's a tight end episode, but. Don't say it. I love Byron, Byron Pringle this year. Love him. I think he's everything that I wanted McCall Hardman to be. Basically. Yeah, he's just McCall Hardman, but make him a good receiver. Like, turn yeah. up, like, the catching ability a little bit. Great Cole Harmer, I haven't given up on, though. I just want that to be official. I have not given up on him yet. He's still only been a wide receiver for like three years in his entire life. So we're going to give him another year. It's unfortunate when you only sign a three-year contract. It's insane. All right, let's see. Who's going on in the chat? Any, any other? Did you guys Did you guys, Tommy did you guys talk about uh, Dallas, no. Dallas Goddard? Uh, I didn't. We no, didn't talk about really Goddard fall yet. Into, it's like, can we have? He doesn't really fall into any of those categories. Can we have anything new to say about Goddard except for like if Zach Ertz no. leaves, Goddard's going to be really good. Like, 
which I really could be a breakout where he like actually, you know, becomes a legitimate top five tight end, but top five tight end. Yeah. Well, I I can't believe Ertz is going to It makes no sense to me. He's going to be on the, he's going to be a Colt. Yeah. He's going to be, he'll be a Colt. I feel like he will. Yeah. Yeah. It makes makes too much sense. But like, what are they waiting for? Just unless he retires, which I don't see that happening. Done with it. I I don't know. I thought he would have been gone long ago, and he's not. So I don't really know what's going on there. Philly. Dawson Knox, we touched on. I'm going through the chat. Um, oh, Dawson Knox. Oh, Dawson Knox is. I think he's like the athletic he's ability. Really he's everything you good. want your tight end to be. I just don't think he's going to produce for fantasy ever. He's just he's just everything that every tight end from 10 to 26 is. Like athletic, ran like a he's pretty so, good 40. He's and that's so it. good. Yeah, he's so good. Snacks, no, I'm, snacks he loves Dawson so Knox. I always have. So. He, he, he won me 400 bucks last year. You guys remember that first touchdown score of Dawson Knox? I do. All right. Any um any other last names we want to touch on in the tight end market? Um, you guys, uh, you I'm sure you talk about Irv Smith, right? Um, I mean, we not like, really, but there's not much to talk about. It's just he's really useless yeah, unless not... he's back with the Colts with Wentz. Like that's how I look at him. No, Irv Smith. Irv oh, you said Irv Smith? My laptop's roaring right yeah. now. I can't hear. I like Irv Smith this year, dude. I think uh, that offense doesn't have... Yeah. I mean, they're just a funnel to like three guys. Right. I, I own him in a lot of dynasty leagues, and uh, I'm trying to really like him. And now Rudolph's gone, so... Um, yeah. Okay, that's good. Glad to know. Love that. Are we... Uh... Oh, uh, Jan, Jan God has a question. Thoughts on Dan Arnold? Uh, I, I just, I don't know if that offense is going to use tight ends. They have, they have a lot of good weapons outside I, of the tight end position. They tried it with, uh, I don't, don't have any faith in Sam Darnold tight end. I like Dan Arnold because I really want to hear the connection Darnold to Arnold. So, and I'm wearing, hey Arnold on my shirt. Wow. It all comes full circle. So I will be drafting Dan Arnold within the first 10 rounds in redraft this year. Just like no, that's just not true. Well, I, even if I did, you guys can't question it. I, mm. I won the championship. Well, that was a very nice beat you put out last, by the way. <laughs> uh, the, thoughts on, on Jarwin? Was, no. Also, no. Yeah, I, not, I don't really know where his role is going to be. Yeah, it, like if he were going to break out, it would have been last year. It would have been last year, and like he had the perfect well, he got storm hurt. for him. Yeah, then he got hurt, and now I feel like, I feel like he's not the only guy there. I feel like Dalton, Dalton Schultz is going to get snaps. So I feel like it's just going to be, uh, you know, now you're like a forty-five percent tight end guy, whereas last year you could have you could have had your breakout, been like 70 percent snap guy. And now it's just it's out the window. So he's he's uh, yeah. not something you draft to be your starter. It's like, right, it's like Carolina too with the outside weapons. Dallas has three very good wide receivers, so. I don't. I don't know where you could fit Blake Jarwin. All right, snacks. Do you have a, uh, yep. a pantry ready for us? Yeah, I do. Oh fuck! All right, hold on. I got one more tight end, and the last one before we move on to uh, snacks pantry for today is uh, Pat Farmouth, rookie. Absolutely Pittsburgh not. Steelers, a team that's supposed to be no. good. The, no. the, their defense no. is supposed no. to be good. Their offense is going to stink. Well, we don't know. He could be a piece that helps them come together. The no. offensive line is the mystery, but the weapons are there. The weapons are there, including him, gone. maybe. No, he's not doing shit this year. Dude, Big Ben's been looking good in camp. A lot of uh, a lot of words coming out <laughs> saying he looks the arm looks good. Feels Eric twenty Ebron. years younger. Eric Ebron, the best seventeenth round pick in the history of underdog best ball drafts. He's going to score six touchdowns. Is that true? Year. Yeah. I get him in the seventeenth round of like every draft. It's, it's it's gorgeous. We ready? We're ready to pan. Right, let's um, paniac. Let's head on over to my man Snacks Pantry. Um, what we got today? What's the uh? Okay, the so topic. So I said the other night I have a new pantry, and it's because I am rewatching the show. It's part of my yearly rewatch, and. Nick's little live show yesterday made it all the more uh, relevant. Best so cameos. I have. Let's go. 
No, 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 no. It's Ooh. not cameos. Right. I was going to do cameos. I was going to do cameos. Episodes? But I did the five best supporting characters in Entourage. Now, okay, I, I kind of... What defines a supporting here. character here? They've been... Okay, so they've been in many episodes. Can you, can like you eliminate... Gary Busey. Or, can you eliminate, like, the ones that you would consider main characters? Like, if I say Ari Gold, he's, like... He's a main character, not a. Well, he's a main character. character. He's a main character. It's I, nobody from like the cr- like the inner crew. Um, there have been so seasons like Shauna where these guys would count, don't right? even because she's like the publicist. Shauna would count. Yes. And is that is that a guess? Yeah, I mean, there's not like I lose any guesses. Yeah, it's a guess. <laughs> no, it's not. All right, in my five Dana days. Gordon for sure. She's got to be top two. Dana Gordon is number five. Mm. Um, I love Dana. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Top two. But I think you're going to understand why she's not top two. Um, Dana Gordon is, first of all, she's an absolute babe. Second of all, she's the only one that goes toe-to-toe with Ari, you know, the way she does. And, you know, Ari's got nudes on her that we we never got to see. And she's just – she's a fox of a woman. Great character. Dana Gordon, number five. I'm going to go with an off-the-wall one. I'm gonna go with uh, Marvin, the accountant. Wow, that's a good one. Love Marvin. Marvin is number four. Oh, let's I love go, Marvin. Baby. Mar- Marvin has such anger to him, and he's always <laughs> pissed and annoyed at Vince and the guys. And I resonate with that. Marvin is so damn funny. It happens. He's Beansy in the Sopranos, so he gets a little little push pushed uh, there for that. And everything, every time he's in a scene, it's just funny. Yeah. Um, so Marvin, number four. Now, Animal, do who'd any you, of these you characters find on play IMDb? themselves, or is it always a uh, an actor, like playing someone? It's, you know it's, what I mean? a, it's an actor. It, it, yeah, it's an actor. Okay. I it, here's what's funny. I took I took Bob Saget and Andrew Dice Clay out, even though they were. In yeah, a so bunch I was of gonna episodes. say like those guys, like Seth Green, all those guys don't count because they're playing themselves. Right, Seth. Like right, exactly. Like they were in an episode or two, but I didn't. They're not like supporting supporting characters. They're more of like cameos. Um, so right, I, well, I took I those two. One. Obviously, got to go Lloyd. Uh, you don't have to go Lloyd. I love Lloyd. <laughs> wow. It's I, Pride I Month. Lloyd. During Pride Month, mean? you're going to fucking skip out on Lloyd? This I know, is, I know. If, if there was wow. a top six, Lloyd would be seven. So Snacks, it's, uh, Snacks doesn't stand with you. <laughs> the disrespect. That's... That's just not true. Listen, I love Lloyd. I like the deceiving move that he made when he went to Adam Davies' office and uh, kind of lowballed Ari after Ari gave him the world, and it was just uh, it was a little tough. But Lloyd's a great character. His, All right, I got one. His, uh, his yeah, okay. I got one. We got. I'm surprised you guys haven't got number one yet. I'm going Josh Weinfuck. I know who it is. <laughs> Josh Weinfuck is not on the list, Damn. but a phenomenal character. A phenomenal character. When Ari goes to that beach house, it is one of the funniest scenes. All right, well, then easy, probably your number one. It's got to be Sloan because she's really hot. Okay, well, I wanted to put Sloan up here, but she's just really hot. Mean? She's not like, funny or anything. She's not on the list at all? She's not on the list, no. I went by this Sloan list brings her. Laugh. All right, all right, number one's got to be. They, how they make me laugh. It's got to be Wally Balls, Billy Walsh. Billy Walsh yeah. is number one. That's I'm surprised true. that wasn't even the first pick, guys. Come on, Billy Walsh is. Just, I mean, arguably the best character in the damn show. Character. No, he wasn't. There's Basically seasons where character. he was barely in it. All right, I don't, I yeah. don't have faith in this pick. Animal, stop cheating. I don't have faith in this pick. Nor I hope. I I'm hope reading the chat. I hope it's not on the list. But I'm gonna go with Dom. I hate Dom. Can't be Man, Dom. No one likes Dom, really. Oh, snacks cut out. What a sad day. Well, we know it's not Dom because Dom is easily the worst. Yeah, I don't character. think Snacks would put Dom on there. We'll we'll keep ripping then. Um, Snacky poo. How many do we have left? We got, we got four or three. We got Dana Gordon, Marvin, Billy Walsh. So I think we got three. No, we just got one more, didn't we? No, is that it? We only have three. This list sucks. Snacks. Who's um? Who's uh? Who's E's partner? Like in the agency when they're trying to fuck uh? Oh uh, Scotty Lavin. 
Scotty Lavin. Yeah, let's let's throw Scotty Lavin out there when he comes bike and uh who else? I think um, the, the problem with anything like Entourage main all the other characters were like just like chicks. Like hot girls. What's the problem? What about the other what about the other uh he, he's not counting them. Yeah, what about the other agent Amanda? She's definitely not on this list. No, why would she be? She was terrible. She almost tore she tore the boys apart. Yeah, but she's hot. Like Gary Busey plays himself, so that doesn't count. <clears throat> um, I think guys that were in more episodes too that were in I feel repetitive like there's just episodes. like one full season that we're like forgetting about. Sasha Gray, maybe, but she's also playing herself, so that doesn't count. Yeah, I don't um, know if that would work. What was the one that we just that we remembered that we wanted to rip? Snacks. I don't know. Sorry. Fuck. Fucking Willie called me. Okay, sorry. Where do we leave off? Billy Walsh? You you left because Willie called you? Yeah, we got three, right? No, 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 no. I didn't answer it, but the, the, oh. the my shit went out. Uh, yes, you have Billy Walsh, one. Marvin, four. And, uh... God, who was the fifth? Dana Gordon. Dana Gordon. So you have two and three. Nick, I'm shocked you haven't got two yet. All right, we're getting Scotty Lavin. You got Scotty Lavin at number three. Um, oh. The man, I, uh, what he puts, I mean, he pretty much gets Vince into his bender, so he's a very important character, but he's also funny as shit. <laughs> and um, yeah, he was a great addition to the cast in like kind of the, you know, kind of the shittier seasons, but he was a great addition. So we had to put Scotty Lavin at number three. You're surprised I haven't got number two yet. Yep. Is this the only one left? I'm going to throw it's it the out. the only there. one left. I don't think it's this one, but we'll, we'll say uh, Amanda, Vince's other agent. No. Okay. Not, not Amanda Terrible. Daniels. Good. She's very hot. How is Lloyd not on the list? Like, Oh, because I know. This guy was I know. Better. I know. I know. Come I know, on. I know. Come I'm on. Come on. Animal, you want to you wanna, you wanna think on it a little bit? I got nothing. I, I can't make any Throw promises. <laughs> Let's go. Carl Ertz? Oh, my God, Animal. <laughs> Babs. Babs. <laughs> can't make any problems. I can't Babs. make any provolone. You say it's not Babs? It's not, it's it's not, not Babs. Babs. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh, what kind of Andrew. Uh... Dude, How... that is literally probably my favorite line in the whole show. Can't How did you not put props. Babs on this? Did you just forget about her? Because, no, I actually, I did kind of forget about Babs. But I'm telling you, number two is still on there. Wow, number I two, thought that was. You guys want to hit? No, I, I know. Are his friend Andrew Andrew that he hires? Who? Are his friend Andrew? No, he wouldn't be number Andrew two. Andrew Klein, though. absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. He was a train yeah. wreck. I am shocked that Babs. Yeah. It. Oh man. Um. Okay. Number Listen, two. I don't know who you're gonna. This is number two. I want to hint. No, no, I don't want to hint yet. Give me like, give me like sixty seconds. Not, all all right. Male? I, 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 no hints. No it's hints. A male. It's a, okay, all right, fine. Sorry. Babs. <laughs> she is definitely an omission. She should be on there. Can't make any promises. <laughs> Can't make any alone. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. I feel, I feel like you're going to hate yourself, Nick. Probably. Maybe I just think he's hysterically funny, and that's why I put him on there. Maybe I'm the only one. Is he in the earlier seasons or later throughout the whole show? He's not throughout the whole show. It's just uh, I'll, this is the only hint I'll give. It's one season. Once That's what I was thinking. It's one probably season. a later se- I feel like it's season like six or seven, and we're just like forgetting. I will, I will give you I Phil will give you another hint. It is not. <laughs> You know what? That's actually no. a very funny guess, Phil. You go to it. No. And did you get? Did you Shit. get Carl Ertz before? <laughs> he guessed Carl Ertz. Yeah. <laughs> when I thought I had it with yeah. Babs, he guessed Carl Ertz. Oh fuck! The tax man. Oh, that's so funny. This is great. So funny. Fuck. This oh is my god. Um. Yeah. 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 Does anyone in the chat know? No, 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 no! I don't want help from the chat. This is this is driving me nuts right now. That's 
everyone and Billy Walsh and other shit anyway. <sighs> wow. How mad are we going to be when we don't get this? Fuck. I guess, uh, I guess we'll take a hint. Yeah, I was going to say that's <laughs> Snacks, what the fuck? Oh, snacks, you rat. <laughs> you rat bastard. bastard. <laughs> um, all right, where are the entourage people in the chat? I got to start throwing out some names here. Hints, hints, this animal. Is... All right, snacks. All right, hints, hints. Um, let's yeah. see. Uh, he's Jewish. Oh, fucking Nicky Rubenstein. Nick Rubenstein, man. Okay. Are you kidding okay. me? That that season he's in all around Medellin. Number two? Yeah, I think number uh, two. I think I number think he deserves two? like a five spot, and I think Bab should have been number two. You guys are insane. Well, maybe recency bias because that's the season I'm watching right now. But every single time he's on camera and the way he talks to Ari cracks me the fuck up. When he's he's in the, the re when the girls I guess yeah, yeah, he's, he's sober a good character, right now. No, 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 no. He's a, he's a great character. He's better than Carl Ertz, first of all. Okay. <laughs> he's not better than Carl Ertz. Fucking like Har Carl Ertz deserves Harvey Weinstein's list. Could have been on there. Dude, I, I, I wanted to put Harvey too. Oh, Harvey um, would have been a good one. But Har Harvey's just so ridiculous. He's based off a real person. He's not real. He is based off a real person. Um, I'll never. I will say, I'm not moving. Babs. I'll never. I'm not moving. I'm not moving. Uh, Nicky Rubenstein. I'm sorry. He's. One of my favorite characters ever. I mean, but, it's your list. It's your but, pantry, so. But, it is mine. But, I am very annoyed that I forgot Bab. You're right. And I think I would probably move. All right. Fuck snacks. We're done right, with well, this. This episode's the over. The pantry's anyway. over. That's, yeah. that's pretty much all we got for you guys. That's the tight end episode. Uh, hope you enjoyed. Please like this video, actually, because I always forget to say that. Do the, the streams. Thumbs up. Button. Looks thumbs like up. We got 200 people in here and only 75 thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. We'll be doing entourage trivia every single day. We're on a two for two rate right now. So <laughs> every single day of the summer, we'll be doing more of it. Uh, thank you all for it. hanging out. We'll see you uh, tomorrow on Kuhn Assault Saturday. Goodbye. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.